0: Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As we were worshiping this morning, thought that came to my mind is we were singing about a good father. We were singing about how Christ makes the difference. You and I, as believers, have such an amazing testimony And story of the goodness of God. He truly makes a difference. He truly makes a difference. He can turn your mourning into joy. He can take your ashes and give you beauty. There's no one else that can do that except for Christ. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you worship team. It was different outside this morning, wasn't it? Did anybody notice it just looked different out there today? And I'm so thankful, Sean. Yes, those mountains are still there. And just because you may not be able to see them today, they're still there. And just because you might not be able to see what God is doing and all the things that he is, he is still there. And just because you might not be able to put the puzzle together the way you think, God is still there. Amen. Last week, Pastor Nelson, uh, Pastor Daniel talked on, on faith, and we've actually been spending a lot of time on faith. I can't get past faith right now. I can't get past faith. Faith distinguishes me from someone who does not have faith. Faith that you have distinguishes you from someone who has no faith. You, you you're going to have to sit down for this one, and you already are, so that's good. There should be something completely different with you than there is with somebody who has no faith. Amen. There should be something completely different. There should be no question about it. That you might, They may not be able to explain it, but I believe the word of God, the way it reads, and what he says and the promises he gives, that there is something completely different with me because I'm a person of faith than there is somebody who does not believe. That does not mean that I'm saying they're a terrible person. What I'm saying is that makes you a person of distinction. Anybody here ever watch a TV commercial and then go buy the product? And then do you ever talk to somebody else about the product? I'm going to pick on Pastor Nelson here because he found this product called Flex Seal. And Brad's laughing because Pastor Nelson told him about Flex Seal. He, He told me about it. He told other people. Why? Because it made a difference to what he was trying to do. He had a difficulty with something and he couldn't figure it out. He came across this product based on what he had seen on a commercial or some advertising, and he said, I'm going to give it a try. And then he goes, you know what? This actually works. That's a parable for you this morning. And I hope you understand it, because if you understand it, that means, like Jesus said to his disciples, that means you're actually hearing what I'm saying. faith, you and I those of you that are watching online, we have something to offer. We have something that somebody who wakes up today and is depressed literally because of the weather and I'm not being silly or funny, but the weather, the atmosphere, the air pressure can actually affect people. And so they wake up and they poke their heads outside and they actually feel oh you and I literally have something to give them you and I have faith that you can say you know what the sun is still up in the sky those beautiful mountains that you saw yesterday they're still there and and those things that you're hoping for, God is still with you. The Father loves you. I want to talk about faith this morning. What I'd like to do is I'd like to read a whole chapter this morning. I'd like to read a whole chapter out of the Bible. And I'll ask you and you don't have to answer me by raising your hands but how many of you have read a whole chapter this week don't raise your hands if uh, I'm not, or actually that's a good one to answer I, sh- I, sh- I shouldn't ask it in the negative how many of you have not so I'm not but I want to take a moment this morning I, I think it should be about seven minutes because I figure if anything you get I want you to get the word of God If you hear anything, I want you to hear the word of God. So I'm going to read it from a different translation, but I want to read Hebrews chapter 11 to you. And I want to read it from another translation, another version, a bit more what they would refer to as contemporary or modern language. But I'd like to read it to you, and uh, I might stop in parts of it so it might take me more than 7 minutes uh, i know pastor ne- pastor daniel it was funny he said can i share with you a verse and then before he gets to the verse he's he's still like he's all excited about it and i kind of get the same thing i i i just say now faith and then it's like oh i get excited and i i, I it it's something that happens so i'm going to try to be disciplined but i'd like to read to you hebrews chapter 11 and the first few verses of chapter 12 and you can close your eyes. Don't go to sleep. Yes, I heard that. But you could close your eyes because what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to eliminate distractions and let the word of God sink into you. So as I do this, Father, I just ask that, that as we take a few moments that your word would come alive and be planted inside of us in your name, amen. It says here in Hebrews chapter 11 the fundal, fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith, is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. The act of faith is what distinguished our ancestors. And set them above the crowd. By faith we see the world called into existence by God's word. What we see created. By what we don't see. By an act of faith. Abel brought a better sacrifice to God than Cain. It was not what he believed. It was what he believed. Not what he brought. That made the difference. That's what God noticed and approved as righteous. After all these centuries, that belief continues to catch our notice. After all these centuries, that act still continues to catch our notice. By an act of faith, Enoch skipped death completely. They looked all over for him. And couldn't find him because God had taken him. And we know on the basis of reliable testimony, that being in Genesis, that before he was taken, he pleased God. It's impossible to please God apart from faith. Why? Because anybody who approaches God must believe both that he exists and that he cares enough to respond and to reward those that diligently seek him. By faith, Noah built a ship in the middle of dry land. He was warned about something he couldn't see. He was warned about something that had never happened before, and he built a ship on dry land. He acted on what he was told. By God. The result, his family was saved. His act of faith drew a sharp line between the evil of the unbelieving world and the rightness of the believing world. And as a result, Noah became intimate with God by faith. By an act of faith, Abraham said yes to God's call to travel to an unknown place. And that would become his home. When he left, oh, I love this, he had no idea where he was going. How many times have I done that? By an act of faith, he lived in the country promised him. He lived as a stranger camping in tents. Isaac and Jacob, his son and his grandson, did the same. They lived under that same promise. Abraham did it by keeping his eye on an unseen city with real, eternal foundations. The city designed and built by God. Keep your eyes on that which is built by God. By faith, Sarah was able to become pregnant. I love this. The way they write it, maybe they could have been a little bit nicer. Old woman as she was. She had two strikes against her. She was barren and she was old. (laughs) And God says, through you, the blessing is coming. I'm going to stop for a second because some of you have some strikes against you. Some of you have had words or a promise painted in front of you but you've got some strikes against you and you go, I can't produce this. It's past my time. I'm not educated enough. They won't recognize me and I'm here to tell you that that which is dead inside of you will come alive and will bring the fruit that God said it will. By faith. By faith. That's not a cop-out. That's where I stand. And it will distinguish me from someone else. It will distinguish you because you said, I will stand on what God told me. I'll build that boat. I'm not going to look at what strikes are against me. I'm going to look at what he said. I'm not going to look at all those things that they say I can't do, I'm not qualified for, I'm not right, I'm too old, I'm too young, I'm not smart, I'm not going to look at those things. God said this, so I am going to camp and I'm going to believe and I'm going to stay on that word and I'm going to do what his word says. And the key to that was to keep being intimate with her husband. In other words, keep being intimate with what God has told you to do. There I got distracted. She became pregnant, old woman as she was. <laughs> I'm sorry, that just makes me laugh. It's not politically correct. Because she believed the one who made a promise would do what he said. Do you believe the one who made the promise who will do what he said? Amen. That's how it happened. From one man's dead and shriveled loins, there are now people numbering into the millions. And this was written 2,000 years ago. It just keeps growing, that number. Each one of these people of faith died not yet, having in hand what was promised, but still believing. How did they do it? They saw it way off in the distance. I want you to see something about faith. They saw it in the distance. As one pastor once said to me, you have to see it before you see it. You have to see it. They saw in the distance what God had said. Then listen to what they did. They waved their greeting. Good to see you. Come on in. Welcome what God has said to you. Wave the greeting and and don't say, see you later. It's a come on. Good to see you. Come on. They waved their greeting and they accepted the fact, listen to that, that they were transients in the world. This world is not my home. When we get a picture of the eternal life and the eternity that God has for us, it changes the momentary moments that we have here. And God made us so that we could enjoy. He has no problem with us enjoying. In fact, he wants us to enjoy what he has created. But we, I would suggest to you the best way we enjoy it is by seeing the heavenly perspective. Because Jesus endured the cross and the shame because of what he could see in the distance I can't get past faith I can't get past it I've been camped on this chapter for like months I've preached on it I think 3 times if you go over the sermons you might find that there's similarities in the sermon How did they do it? They accepted the fact that they were transients. People who live this way make it plain that they're looking for their true home. If they were homesick for the old country, they could have gone back at any time they wanted. But they were after a far better country that they could see, and that was heaven's country. They were after something far better than what they... We don't need more earth on earth we don't need more hell on earth. We need heaven on earth. People that are down and distraught, they don't need an eor, they need somebody to come and give them a shot in the arm and say, "Here's some adrenaline for your soul and here's something God has for you." Are you picking up this morning what I'm putting down? You, can't, you can see why God is so proud of them and has a city waiting for it. By faith, Abraham, at the time of testing, at the time of testing, offered Isaac back to God. That which God had promised to him, he was prepared to give back to God. Wow. And if you read it, it says, because he considered that God could raise him even from the dead. And the way God had promised it, Abraham said, I consider that you can do this. Wow. By faith. He was ready to return the promised son, his only son, as he had been to receive receive him. And this after he had been told, your descendants shall come from Isaac. Abraham figured... That if God wanted to, he could raise the dead. And in a sense, that's what happened when he received Isaac back alive from the altar. By an act of faith, Isaac reached into the future as he blessed Jacob and Esau. By an act of faith, Jacob on his deathbed blessed each of Joseph's sons. In turn, blessing them with God's blessing, not his own, as he bowed worshipfully on his staff. By an act of faith, Joseph, while dying, prophesied the exodus of Israel and made arrangements for his own funeral, a uh, burial. By an act of faith, God's, uh, Moses' parents hid him away for three months after his birth. They saw the child's beauty and they braved the king's decree. Huh. By faith, when he had grown, Moses reviewed, refused the privileges of the Egyptian royal house He chose a hard life with God's people rather than an opportunistic soft life of sin with the oppressors. Wow. If that doesn't hit you square in the face. Oh, what's good for you? Just do what you like to do. Do your heart's passion. Just do what you feel. If it feels good, do it. No. I don't live like that. I've got something greater calling on me. It's God. It's eternity. And I will not just do what I'd like to do. There are times when I personally have made decisions that I would rather not have to do them, but I will do them because I've made a commitment to God. We live in a world of opinions that tell you, if it feels good, do it. No, if it feels good, don't do it. If God said it, do it. We hear it in the church. And we come up with opinions instead of what God says. And Moses had this choice, and he had all this pleasure, and he says, No, I'm going to endure the hardship because I believe that God's got something greater here. And then, by the way, he spent 40 years running away from Pharaoh. I think there may have been days when he was at Tim Hortons talking to God, saying, what's up, God? He chose a hard life rather than an opportunistic soft life of sin. He valued suffering in the Messiah's camp far greater than the Egyptian wealth because he was looking ahead. Abraham saw Sarah saw Moses was looking ahead he saw and anticipating the payoff by an act of faith he turned his heels on Egypt indifferent to the king's blind rage he had his eye on the one no eye can see and kept pressing on by an act of faith can you imagine this he kept the Passover feast they had never had this before. They'd never done this before, and God comes to him and says, listen, I want you to put some blood on the doorpost and on the lintel of your, your door, and I'm going to come, and if your door is like that, you're protected. I mean, that was different. That wasn't usual. This wasn't like, hey, let's just do another Christmas party. This was something never done before. And he took by faith, he did that. And the Israelites lived. Because God said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. That was fulfilled when Jesus shed his blood. So when you have the blood of Christ on your life, you have Jesus passing over you, and he is life. He is life. By an act of faith, Israel walked through the Red Sea on dry ground. The Egyptians tried it and drowned. (laughs) Sometimes it's just so simple. God might tell you to do something. Do what God's told you to do. Do what God's told you to do. Walk through the Red Sea. And You say, well, what about them chasing me? Let God deal with that. Do what God told you to do. And others might try it, and they might drown. By faith, the Israelites marched around the walls of Jericho for seven days, and the walls fell flat. Now, I've got a history and a a training in construction. Those walls should not have fallen down. They weren't designed to fall down. By faith, they marched around. They... I've never watched around a building that I wanted to demolish, and then after seven days, say fall down, and it fell down. That was something amazing. By by an act of faith, Rahab the the harlot welcomed the spies and escaped the destruction that came on those who refused to trust God. Not only that, but she became in the lineage of Christ. That's powerful. I could go on and on, but I love this. This is this is this is written by a pastor. He says I could go on and on but I've run out of time. And then he goes, but there are so many. Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, the prophets, through acts of faith toppled kingdoms, made justice work, took the promises for themselves. They were protected from lions, fires, and sword thrusts, turned disadvantages to advantage, won battles, routed alien armies. Women received their loved ones uh, back from the dead. Those There were those who, under torture, refused to give in and go free, preferring something better, resurrection. Here I want you to say something. Faith, sometimes faith, causes you to see what's ahead, and therefore you will endure what happens. I am not afraid what happens on earth because I have an eternity ahead of me. And I'll be honest with you, sometimes we preach faith and say everything's going to be all right. No, faith is I have an eternity with Christ. Faith is I will trust the one who has me. Come what may. We are training here soldiers of the king. We're not training training wimps. We are training those who are disciples who will go out and do exploits for God. And sometimes those exploits may cause tears to fall, but I don't look at the temporary, I look at the permanent. And so I got to be honest with you because sometimes we preach faith and everything's okay and I've, I've had some struggles myself and everything isn't always okay but I will still trust my God. And I cannot preach to you faith without also telling you that there were those who died waiting for the promise but, but, but they saw what was ahead. If you're living for what's here, you're missing out for what God has for you. So there were some that, that the stories of those who were stoned, sodden and toed, murdered in cold blood, stories of vagrants wandering the earth in animal skins, homeless, friendless, powerless, the world did not deserve them. Making their way as best as they could on the cruel edges of the world. Not one, listen, I love this passage here, this verse, not one of those people, even though their lives of faith were exemplary, got their hands on what God had promised. God had a better plan for us and for them, that their faith, listen to this, their faith and our faith would come together to make one completed whole. Their lives of faith not complete apart from ours. Your life of faith completes the life of faith of those in the Old Testament and the New Testament who passed away acting and looking in faith. And that is why when you go to chapter 12, it says, don't you see these, what this means? All those pioneers, the company of great witnesses who blazed the way, all these veterans cheering us on. It means, uh, okay, sit down. It means we better get on with it. Strip down, start running, and never quit. Lay aside every weight that so easily besets you. I'm going to get pastoral. Quit complaining. Can I be that bold? God has something for you. God has a perfect plan for you. And we are not wimps. We are warriors. We are disciples and followers of Christ. And sometimes we need to shape up, stand up, and get rid of those things that drag us down. I've got to be honest with you. I'd rather see you succeed in what God has than you get everything that you'd like and miss out on what he has. It says in the in the word Jesus says, "What does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul?" There's something greater. God is not against what these things, but there's something greater. And if I put my vision on these things, I'm going to miss on what he has. But what I have found is when I put my eye on him, some of those other things that I thought were important, actually I get to enjoy. So start running and never quit. No extra spiritual fat, no parasitic sins. Keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished the race we're in. Study how he did it, because he never lost sight of where he was headed, that exhilarating finish in and with God. He could put up with anything along the way, cross, shame, whatever, and now he's there in the place of honor right alongside God. Listen, when you find yourself flagging in your faith, go over that story again, item by item. You need to build your faith. Look at what Christ endured for you. Another pastoral moment. Get over it. When you find yourself flagging in your faith, go over that story again, item by item. The long litany of hostility he plowed through. That will shoot adrenaline into your soul's. Hallelujah. Faith, if you want to find faith, you find it in the Word. The Word is Jesus. And Jesus is truth. So I want to give you a few thoughts here in closing about how to build your faith. Are you ready? Some of these I gave before. Hear the word of the Lord. Quit watching CNN. (laughs) Start reading G-O-D. Don't Google it, Got it. If you want to grow your faith, listen to the word of God. I've only got about two or three points here. So it's not going to take me an hour. Hear the word of God. The next thing is, believe the word of God. Believe it. You say, well, how do I do it? I don't know. We seem to believe all this stuff about COVID. We got the fear of COVID. Get the fear of God. Believe what he says. What if it doesn't happen? Believe what he said. What if it doesn't work? Believe what he said. Believe what he said. The last thing is watch out for opinions. Watch out for opinions. I put a lot of stake in the opinions of those who have gone ahead of me. I don't put a lot of opinions in those who are behind me. I'll talk to Pastor Nelson. I'll talk to Dr. Brown. I'll talk to my mom and dad. I'll talk to soldiers in the faith. I'll talk to Mr. Cooper and John Voight. I'll talk to Marge and Alvina. I'll talk to those who have been there, done that. Why? Because they have something I don't have. They've got experience. Their opinion is based on what God has done. I'm going to get around people who have been there, done that, even some of them have the scars, because I'd rather hear what God has done. Because what i found quite often is their opinion is founded in God. And today's day and age, there's a lot of opinions if you haven't figured that out already. So if I'm going to put any... Of myself on anything I'm going to put it on the Word of God and I'm going to get around generals and those in the warriors that have paid the price who have gone before me who have paid the price and I'm going to say what did this And, and I'll be honest with you they're not always correct but I hear and I learn and I grow a lot and they give me wisdom I talk to some people and my faith just grows Because they'll look at me and they'll say, David, you can do it. I'll say, how do you know I can do it? Well, let me tell you what I've seen. Let me tell you what God has done. And by the way, that's biblical. The children of Israel had testimony walls. They had memorial stones. They had all these things. And what they were told to do was pass it on from generation to generation to generation. And it was tell what God has done for you. So be careful of opinions. I will go for the opinions of those who are ahead of me, who paid the price, who have scars. Some of them have been hurt, and I will still go to them. Why? Because they have learned to trust God in those things. I will not go to the opinion of a flake. I will not go to the opinion of someone who hasn't figured things out. I haven't figured it all out. I won't go to the opinion of a dentist when my vehicle is not running. Don't come to me for mechanical advice. Come to me for spiritual advice. If the key goes in and it doesn't start, talk to Adrian. Don't talk to me. (laughs) So when you're looking and you want to build your faith, you get around people that build your faith. Get around people that you look at and go, they're people of faith. They've endured. They've been successful. They've been knocked down. They've got a story to tell. I'm going to ask them because what has God done? And I'll have found myself as I've done that, my faith grows. If my faith doesn't grow, they don't get a second phone call. Amen that was not just funny, that was true. Hallelujah. In closing, just like it says here, I could go on, but I've run out of time. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and give you grace. The Lord caused his name to be on you. So when he looks at you, he sees the work of his son. And he says, yes. May you have the most incredible week you've ever had. Anybody game for that? God bless you. The exit doors are here.